welcome to Behind the Dub, a podcast series talking to voice actors about their experiences in the industry as well as the shows they work on. Today I'm talking to Brian Olsen, star of the upcoming adventure game Brock the Investigator. Well, my name is Brian. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm a full-time voice actor, voiceover artist, and have been for several years now. No, oh, that's great. Um, I said I've I discovered you personally because I'm I'm a backer and I played the prologue of Brock the Investigator, of which you are Brock, which I think is really really cool. Yeah, um, that was a great game. It was a load load of fun to work on. Uh, Fabrice, the guy who made it, fantastic. You know, he spent like six or seven years doing this mostly by himself. Yeah, yeah unbelievable unbelievable and um i believe the game's due out next year it's kickstarter was successful but i believe that the game's due out next year so you already know how it's all ending i've only i've only played the prologue which is the first chapter <laughs> let me tell you there are some tear jerkers in there oh, uh, no. there's <laughs> eight endings i want to say depending on your choice oh wow so oh wow yeah. i see i knew it's that they were talking about maybe having different branching paths i didn't know there was eight endings that's quite impressive especially for such no insult to him but such an in, a small indie title it's you know that's quite impressive really yeah and um i've um done an interview previously with michael kovac who plays rj um your son in the game <laughs> yeah and graph as well i think one other oh no graphs your son sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which i yeah which i think uh just, just really cool um how did you end up on brock did you audition or were you approached i did audition i actually i was marketing and stumbled across some of uh, fabrice's or cowcat's games and i was like you know what i'm gonna reach out to him like i do with many indie studios and then he responded he said hey yeah, I'm actually looking for voice actors soon. Um, the casting call is going to be on Twitter. Here's my info. And then I audition with everyone else. Oh, wow. So so you, you emailed him just speculatively and you said, oh, you, you know, I've got this coming up. Yeah, yeah. It's a big part of uh, how a lot of voice actors get work. They have to market themselves. No, one of the ways to do it. Yeah. So so you, so you, you go out and you advertise yourself as, hey, I'm this. I'm a voice talent. I can do this, this. That's, what, that's really cool, because sometimes um, I've known a lot of people with agencies, and they'll have people, oh, we think this is good for you. How about this? So in this instance, you went out and contacted them. Yeah, yeah, another arm of marketing. So agents are great, um, but you'll probably end up getting most of the work yourself. So, And um, from what I have sort of seen on, on your website and such, you're mostly done voiceover. You're not really done that much voice acting. Is that, is that is that correct? Yeah, I would say that would be uh, safe to say. I have done probably you know, thousands of corporate and commercial things. So super boring, but it pays the bills. <laughs> and I would argue to say that those require more acting skills sometimes than the games and anime and different things like that. Because sometimes you get a script and you're just like, well, this is rough. <laughs> but you have to make it sound believable and relatable and really hit home with people. It's, it's kind of weird. You've got to come across as convincing as well. You've got to really, you've, you've really got to sell it, as, as you could say. Um, which, um, which sort of commercials have you done then? Any, any particular known brands? Yeah, I've done things for Dell, for... You asked me, I forget now. Let me oh, sorry. My email. <laughs> no, that's all right. I don't keep track that often to be honest um toyota at&t uh, nintendo just some of which them. is cool which is which is cool in itself so you've done such a wide variety of commercial work then you've just you've done so many you can't remember <laughs> yeah yeah because it's the same way. and you've done a lot of narration i saw you you advertising uh, one on your twitter as well which was which, which sounded excellent i will say it was such a really good read if i say so myself oh, very kind of you thank you because um I, I will say one of the things i've noticed with, with your particular voice you've got such a deep very rich voice it's very soothing and it's um authoritative as well it's it's not authoritative in an overpowering way it's like you know you can i can be trusted it's a really rich voice and it comes across in 
in Brock as well as some of the narration stuff that I've heard you do, which I think is really good. I'm not trying to inflict your ego too much. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, trust me, there's plenty of people that don't like my voice to uh, to knock me down a couple of pegs. So, oh, what? your voice is lovely, and. Um, in in sort of terms of what you, what you do on a sort of day to day basis, sort of narration or voiceover and such, what do you prefer doing? Is there anything in particular that you like doing? Oh, I definitely prefer video games because I grew up playing video games, and just to think that I get to be a small part of that, you know, sometimes whether it's a big game or a small game, I'm like, mm. it's like a a kid's dream come true. Uh, that and some cinematic stuff but uh, i think that's about it that's so, so you like you like video games um which um other than brock the investigator what any other games have you done yeah um there is a game just recently released called inked a tale of love and okay. that one and originally was released for mobile but was ported over to the switch and i think other consoles as well uh, hand-drawn animation is really cool. Uh, another one was Mortal Shell. I play Hattern the Deliverer. That's kind of like a Dark Souls type of game. Okay. Um, I did one other one this week. I don't know the title of it yet. <laughs> so I can't help you there. That's and, all right. Yeah. A couple others too, but none that come to mind right off the bat. <laughs> So when when you're growing up and playing, playing games, was there any particular video games you're going, oh, I wish I was part of this. I could, wish I could be part of this world. Is there anything you particularly liked like that? Absolutely. The Legend of Zelda, by far. Zelda. I was going to say, if it one franchise you could be in, what would it be? And mm -hmm. be Zelda, it. good choice. Any particular character or? Link. You'd, you want to be Link? Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. You could take Ganondorf as well. Much. Yeah. <laughs> That's not too off, uh, far off from myself. So ironically. <laughs> and um you've i said you've done a lot of corporate work it, i've noticed that tends to be very very dry do you find it difficult to go through some of these really dry dreary uh, corporate presentations or are you just so you could just flick a switch and you can do it it can be challenging i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it can be challenging but um since my life kind of depends on it and i like to eat a lot of food it uh, <laughs> It's easy to work with. Um, do you do most of your work from home then? Oh, yeah. I haven't stepped into a studio once. In At all? Wow. No. Well, I take that back. I did mm -hmm. a radio commercial for my mother's store back in oh, like 2013, cool. and mm -hmm. they wanted me to come into the radio station and record it. So that's the closest thing I've been to a studio. So everything you've done in, in, in yourself has done has been done at, in your own home studio. Yep. It looks very nice with the the strip lighting as well. There, it's not a bedroom wardrobe as most no, people I've talked to. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. This one, it looks it looks good in in pictures. I liked my other one better, um, but for the sake of convenience, I got a studio bricks one, which is modular, so it goes together kind of like Lego bricks. So really oh, cool. okay, really yeah. heavy. Oh my gosh, it takes like <laughs> two or three people to get set up, but um, yeah, it's nice. I got it because I rent, and if I were to build something, I'd hate to have to tear everything down because oh, the yeah. landlord's like, yeah. you can't do that. So when Yeah, you can't put nails on the wall, so yeah, it's, I, I've been in a landlord situation, I know exactly what it's like. Yeah. And um, how many hours do you say you, you work on, a, on a, in an average day? Is it Are you in the studio all day, or is it maybe a couple hours here and there? How In the studio, I'd say just maybe, well, it really depends, but I'd say an hour to two a day. The rest of it's emails and paperwork, invoicing, reviewing contracts. That's a big thing, making sure there's nothing in there that I don't agree with, and a lot of the boring stuff. Like, I'd say, like, recording is... 10 to 20 percent of the work everything else is stuff you don't want to do <laughs> because some people's um sort of understanding of doing voiceover or voice acting is you just get in front of a microphone and you you read a script and make silly voices and that's it you're off and you know you, you can go off on pizza but you you don't really learn about you have to go through the contracts do the ndas and that so i'm i'm not a voice actor i wish i was but um 
it's like you don't really learn about that side of the whole shebang. It's something that never really gets discussed, really. So it's like, yeah, what? It's an... Paperwork? <laughs> yeah, it's not glamorous by any means. And I think that's one of the appeals of having an agent, is a lot of times they take care of that stuff for you. Yeah. Um, while I do have agents, I don't rely on them for work. So I have to do a lot of that stuff myself. And, you know, it. it's just part of the part of the process you learn it uh, just like a job like anything else yeah there's ups and downs but you know sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and this oh, is just my experience by the way i yeah. can't speak for everyone else so oh no I'm, I'm very from what i understand a very unique way that i got into this because i don't actually know anybody that does this so really oh wow yeah you can't be on your own surely <laughs> I had YouTube for help. That's how I started. <laughs> I Googled it and I watched a lot of videos on YouTube. And I was like, you know, I understand the marketing part, the customer service part, the mm. technical part, and the reading part. I was like, I think I can throw this together and make it work. That's an oversimplification. It did take a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of legwork. But yeah. So how long have you been doing this by by yourself in your own sort of studio space? six years i want to say six years so that, that, that's still pretty good going and you know, you've done just so many different you know corporate stuff you know it's like you did um a, a video here for paper mario you're know, the nintendo you know that must have that must have been quite fun have you done anything else for nintendo i tried having a look but it's a bit tricky to find stuff on youtube sometimes yeah no it's tough um i haven't done any other work for nintendo uh yet yeah. <laughs> it's possible in the future, uh, but that was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually got to speak with the writers on the spot, and I accident, accidentally uh, called one of the person the only writer, but apparently there was another person that was also the main writer on there, and uh, <laughs> that was embarrassing for myself. Oh, no. But yeah. And you've got one is uh, the, this mysteries uncovered. The mysteries of ketchup flavored Doritos. It's like what? Oh, right, I get it. <laughs> I forgot about that one. That was I actually got Nintendo and Doritos in the same month, so I was a happy camper. I was like, this is like a kid's dream come true. Because usually you have both at the same time. <laughs> and um, it's it's very interesting to see the the ranges that um, some people have. Because um, I've done, the, I've talked to some guys who have done a lot of like anime and a lot of video games. Yourself seems to have just done so much narration and commercial work. It's probably you, would you say it's like the bulk of your work is commercials? Yeah, commercials and corporate work. And from my experience, that's like the bulk of all voice work. Like I just know of one smaller organization. They pump out over one video a day. And that was four or five years ago. Like there's so many other companies making so many more videos and training material and commercials and marketing things. And there's, it's video is such a huge, I, mean, I can't even think of the words for it right now. But I mean, it's such a big tool for everyone now that there's way more work for people to do voiceovers than there are people that actually do it. So, while so it there's more like a flooded market. There's a flood of jobs. That's quite surprising because usually uh, um, someone like myself would think that there was kind of not a lot of work, and so everyone's kind of scrabbling for every bit of work you, you can get hold of. But I'm quite surprising to hear these to hear you say, "Oh, there's actually quite a glut of work out there." Oh yeah, no, there's tons, and I think a big part of it is a lot of people try to limit themselves to one area. Like you have the internet, so you're marketing places the whole world mm. uh, people in china have used me for english all over the world for english you know other countries they have people that speak english in them so they need english work too so you have literally the whole world at your disposal different production companies everything like there's so much out there you just have to look and be creative and that's the hard part a lot of the times you have to do a lot of the legwork yourself you have to go out there and you have yeah. to it's not an it, option you know, you, you, if, if you want to work in this industry, you have to do the legwork. You can't always just rely on it falling on your lap. Is, no, that's, it's yeah. Job. yeah. 
Because, again, this is the part that some people just don't realize. They don't realize that you have to physically go, well, physically, metaphysically go and you know, search and look and just ask, as you said, like you asked, asked um, Cowcat Games, hey, I'm, I'm a voice actor. Have you got anything for me? You know, you've, you've, you've got to do that. Because, again, it's not a very glamorous side of the, of the voice industry, so to speak. And um, a lot of people have been saying that they've been able to do a lot more work now because a lot of things are remote, but you've kind of always worked remote. So in, when, when the pandemic hit, it must have been just another day almost for yourself. Yeah, believe it or not, business picked up quite a bit for me. So I was very fortunate in that aspect. Um, there, there was a lot of people I worked with that have never worked with remote talent before, and they were surprised. And I was surprised, to be honest. Um, but it worked well they were happy and because yeah. um i got told from uh, another gentleman that um funimation they when the pandemic hit they were sending out usb microphones and ipads to the to people so they can continue doing their work for someone like yourself you already had a studio set up so you know it must be pretty easy for yourself you haven't done any anime or anything like that have you no i've auditioned for a couple um a lot of people aren't going to like me for this. I'm not the biggest fan of anime, so that's fine. Um, I don't. I don't judge them, you. <laughs> yeah, some of them are pretty cool, uh, but a big thing for me is also the amount of time that it takes to do it and the pay for it too, because it isn't the most lucrative type of work you can do. So there's I, a few as people a business, that said that. Yeah. I have to prioritize different things to make sure that my bills and things are covered so that's kind of on the back end of things if i look at an anime or if it's just something that really interests me then i'll be like yeah i'm interested in doing that because <laughs> um uh, i'm trying to remember who it was but basically they told me that doing one commercial spot paid more than they did for an entire season of being a character in a anime Obviously, we're not going to talk numbers, but it was just like I was completely bowled by what? So doing one commercial was more than doing this whole thing of an anime. And they're like, yep. And it's just like, yeah. wow, it's it's incredible. So you, you so you must prefer like doing the, the corporate slash commercial work because you just pay, I'm guessing it just pays pretty decently. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of the same thing even with corporate work. It doesn't pay as much as commercial, but it still would pay a lot more than anime and take a lot less time like a two minute script might take 20 minutes to record yeah and that would be several hours worth of dubbing so no it, it's also um it's not risk reward it's effort it, there's, there's not so much effort you're still working don't get me wrong it's just mm -hmm. as you said you're not doing as much and you're getting paid more so it must be just so much more tempting for you to do that yeah. and um I'm, is video game uh, dubbing similar is you know is i'm guessing the rates are okay again or they they can be um it's kind of weird i've seen like crazy different opposite ends of the spectrum on one hand you may have a larger looking game that pays peanuts and then you may have an indie game that pays very well whereas triple yeah. a games are gonna pay quite a bit but it kind of seems like the the I don't know, like uh, the, the pay for that's kind of falling behind considering how large the industry is getting as far as yeah. video games go, like surpassing the film industry. So a uh, little different there, but yeah, I mean, it ranges wildly. Again, you still think of it the other way around. You think, oh, indie games will be barely paying you and AAA games, ah, here's a nice paycheck. I'm really surprised again to hear it's the other way around. It's Again, this is just parts of the industry you just never hear of. And you're saying well, with video games, there are some video games out there that have made more than some multi-million dollar movies out there. You know, like the likes of um, Red Dead Redemption 2 or Grand Theft Auto 5 that have made crazy amounts of money. And they made more than some movies. So again, so it's just... Uh, the um, In terms of becoming the, vo the voice actor, the voiceover artist that you are, was that something you kind of always wanted to do or is it just one day you kind of went i want to do this you know did you always want to be i've always had an interest in the arts mm. so i never thought i would be an actor by any means um, but i always wanted to be like 
you know, in SpongeBob or something. Or, <laughs> you know, when I was uh, like 13 years old, I recorded my parents' answering machine. So the little the message that wow. came on. And they didn't believe it was me. They thought it was someone else. So that was a blast <laughs> for me. So I, you I get to know. <laughs> in a sense, I always kind of wanted to do something like that. But... So you, you always had a bit of a passion for acting and. Yeah, I read a lot. Uh, listen to a lot of different music and you know just tried to experience as much stuff as i could i was never a sports kid or anything like yeah. that so yeah <laughs> um you said you listen to a lot of music can you sing <laughs> i don't think so I mean, I, i've been hired to do it i'm like well really <laughs> if you're paying i, I guess <laughs> because uh, uh, I, I found with, with, with some voice actors they want to ask oh can you sing some go oh yeah 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 I can sing I used to do it. college and all that and other go other people go no <laughs> don't ask <laughs> yeah. you know, I, yeah. I mean I, I guess I'm not awful I wouldn't call myself great at it by any means <laughs> well anyone who's heard me sing I'm okay flat so it's not it's not particularly great um so you see you've been you're doing this for around six years has um has anything interesting sort of happened to you is there any sort of stories that you could particularly tell of really interesting sessions or something strange has gone on or just really strange roles that you've done in the time one that comes to mind immediately was the most terrifying session I ever had. Okay. <laughs> I was still fairly new. It was maybe my second year in. And I had a recording session with this studio in France. And I don't speak any French at all. Okay. I'm terrible yeah. at it. Like, I see French words. I'm like, yeah, I, don't know. I, I can't read that <laughs> at all. If it was Spanish, Italian, or Portuguese, I could kind of make sense of it. But French, nothing. <laughs> there was like seven people on this session and only one of them spoke English. Super oh. thick French accent, which was great, but it was terrifying in a weird way because I would say a line and then they would all start talking and I'm like, oh, I screwed it up. I screwed it up so bad. <laughs> I screwed it up so bad. And then uh, the person who spoke English to me said, that's great. We want to do this way. And then we're going to go on to this next line. And then I'd say another line, dead silence. Oh, for like five seconds and then a whole bunch of French going on again. It was terrifying. It was like probably two hours. <laughs> two hours. Oh. Endless space, actually. Endless, Endless space. space oh, so it's just you, you do the line and that just that long, uncomfortable silence is like, oh, no, that must be. I might have been dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually didn't have lights in my studio at that time because I was working out of a different one at my house. Yeah, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, I don't need lights. I don't. I don't do any like video stuff with people." And they're like, "Yeah, you turn around your video, it'll be fine." And I'm like, "Well, uh. okay. <laughs> just the glow from the monitor, then." Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, have you done any audio books? Because you've done a lot of voiceover narration. Have you done any any um, audio books? I have. I uh, can't remember the names of a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> I try my best to avoid audiobooks if possible for the same reason of anime. Like, I have such respect for those people that love doing audiobooks and do a fantastic job at it because the amount of work that goes into those, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, you have to read the... If you want to do a good job, you have to read the whole book beforehand. Like, you have to know the book. You have to know the characters, everything in it. You have to separate the voices if you want to do a good job. There's a ton of work. Like, if you wanted to do an okay job and just kind of read through it, you're probably looking at four hours worth of work to make one finished hour of audiobook. And the pay for that is considerably smaller. So... Because you've got many, many, many hours of book to get through. Because you, you see, because you know, I'm, I'm a fan of audiobooks, and even like fairly slim books can still be six, seven, eight hours long. Mm -hmm. And you know, and it's just like you do wonder, oh, is the, the this you know this poor artist stuck in a booth for six, seven, eight hours? But as as you said, I, I've kind of learned that no, you kind of do it in bits. You can maybe do like a chapter and then you meditate down, get you know get rid of the breathing and such. And it's just it sounds like a right old for need of better words, pain in the ass. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> 
They can. <laughs> I mean, they can be fun, but it's not really my cup of tea, especially if you get a commercial job right afterwards and you make more in 20 minutes than you did in, you know, 60 hours of audiobook. So, so that's still so insane to me that commercials, even though they're so short, they pay so much more. Like, it's just insane to me. That is just, oh, wow. It doesn't really make sense to me, but I'll, I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do multiple. Um uh sessions in a day do you have like a couple you know one commercial job then another commercial job, another commercial job or do you try and spread them out as much as you can to preserve your voice i'll do what i can to spread them out you know it kind of depends on the client too what times they have available because sometimes you know they're working on several different jobs mm. or i may be working on several different jobs too but their jobs take up a lot more time and a lot more energy on, on their part. And I'm just like, okay, well, I can record at this time and kind of move things around a lot easier. Yeah. Do you do anything in particular to like prepare your voice for any particular role or do you just wake up and go, that's fine. And off you go. <laughs> oh, I, I try to, my best to be awake fully before any recording session. <laughs> uh, I don't typically eat before a recording session okay. just because it can increase mouth noise or if for some reason your body just decides it doesn't like the food you ate that day and your stomach's <laughs> a little grumbly, you know, that doesn't come off too well. It's kind of hard when you're reading a script and something else is growling at you. I must be so embarrassed that you're doing a read-through and then... I'm sorry. <laughs> hasn't happened yet, but it uh, will one day, I know. One day. It's going to happen. <laughs> Oh, because I, I was going to say, have you had anything like really, really embarrassing happen to you whilst on a session? <laughs> yeah, mixed up time zones. Oh, no. <laughs> it's happened twice in seven years. One was my fault. Another one was not my fault. And both <laughs> were extremely embarrassing. Like, it's terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> it happens. I wish it didn't, but it's just time zones time zones even my bane because it's like what time is in central zone right world time buddy rise this this time <laughs> it's, oh, it's a nightmare sometimes what and so is when you get the ones that have the half hour increment like i worked with oh one studio in india i think it was and they were like i don't know how many hours but it was x amount of hours and a half that's, that's what different, but yeah, I've never, I've never known that. I've always known the out, the full, just round hour ones. Oh. <laughs> so you're, um, you're up in Chicago. Is it Chicago? Oh, Florida. But I just, Florida. I say it's Chicago, Chicago time. time because yeah, that's <laughs> what's messed me up in the past. Is I say I'm in Florida in the Central Time Zone. They just say Florida. Okay, Eastern Time Zone because there's only about yeah, it's, this yeah. much of Florida in the Central Time Zone. <laughs> I've been to Florida once. I it was I was up in uh, it? Pensacola, right up on the the Panhandle where it joins. Yeah. Um, Forty minutes from me, so not bad. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. You haven't got any crazy people around, have you? There's always there's always something that news. Florida man's done this. It's like oh no, not again. It's always Florida. <laughs> mm -hmm. So again, you're uh, you're not in. Um, LA or Dallas, they're the two that seem to be the most popular places for you know, voiceover artists to congregate. Is it just you want to stick in Florida and you're fine with your niche, or would you move to one of those places? I can't say I'd like to move to one of those places, to be honest. I'm not a big fan of city traffic. Ah. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I've been to Atlanta, I've been to LA, I had some family in Dallas for a while, and it's just not for me. Like just, the just opportunities know. would be fantastic. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but I would rather live out in the country and farm or something. <laughs> <laughs> just, 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 just have your own farm out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a Actually, bit like I'm in LA. Weird, weirdly enough, they call this area of the Panhandle LA, which is Lower Alabama. Oh right, okay. I was gonna say what? Okay, Laura, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can, I can see that on you know we're on the bin. Um, because it's, it's, I was gonna say about you know, living out in the middle. No, it's been like me, myself and my husband were um we may be thinking about going out just away from the city areas, so it's just not so crowded and all. Not that it's crowded up in um Finland. I live near Helsinki, which is the capital of Finland. So obviously it's the capital. Everyone's there. It's a bit busier. So we want to try and be a bit 
further out for just quietness sake um so have you lived in florida all your life or did you move there no i moved here probably you're asking tough questions i have to think about these right. <laughs> uh, i was probably 13 when i moved to florida and before that i grew up in minnesota well minnesota minnesota's lovely i'll say that yeah. definitely lovely again been a long time i i did a big trip in the u.s about 2005 so it's been a while for me wow. <laughs> and um would you actually want to do any uh, physical acting? Have you done any actual physical, like, on-screen acting at all? Or do you just prefer being a disembodied voice, as they say? I'm a big fan of disembodied voice. Huge fan <laughs> of it. I'm not a big attention person, to be honest, so I try to avoid it as much as possible. Uh, there has been a couple of times where I've gone to some on-camera auditions just to try it. Like, it would be cool. I'm more interested in motion capture, though. I think that would be a oh. blast. Because that's voice acting and moving, but your face isn't really there, unless they use your face. Unless, unless they got they, they put all the dots on your face and the actual face map. Because they did it for, like, uh, trying to think of a game, um, like Uncharted or The Last of Us, where they actually had the the, the talent in you know, the body suits and they had cameras on their faces to get all the... Because like you know Troy Baker and all the North did all that sort of thing, which was really cool. I th I would be interested in doing that sort of thing myself. Because um, I've done some acting in college, and I've been in a commercial where I got filmed. Basically, this this commercial, um, my my twin sister who worked at the store, which I also worked in, she said, "You only got it because no one else wanted to do it." He's <laughs> like, "Thanks, thanks for the you know." It's not like I'm trained you know in college. No, no, it's not because no one else wanted to do it. Yeah, so I, I listened to that in the podcast. I was like, yeah, that explains it. But that's cool, though. That's, <laughs> not a lot of people get that opportunity. No, and um, unfortunately, I've been trying to find the 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 thing because I mentioned, oh, I need to try and find it. No dice. It's just like, oh, shame, because that'd be great to pull out and go, oh, look, I did this, and yeah, well, it's just life. You know, trying to find a DVD that you left in the living room like nearly twenty years ago. <laughs> go figure. Oh my goodness! The um, it's um, it's kind of tricky sometimes to try and talk about sort of things sort of within the industry, um, because just again, just not a lot of people just seem to want to talk about. It. They don't want to talk about the paperwork. They don't want to talk about the NDAs. They'll mention that they're under NDA, but they don't want to talk about what it's like and having to deal with all this paperwork um, without giving much information. I'm under two NDAs myself, and it's just like. It's a weird thing when you want to try and advertise yourself, or you want to try and mention something and you've held back and you just want to be like, I want to mention this to the world. Are you, I'm guessing you've had that sort of feeling of you want to tell everyone and you can't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it, kind of on uh, principle, I do my best not to discuss any work regardless of NDA or not, just to okay. kind of respect the privacy of my clients. And it just makes it easier on me because then I don't have to remember which one I can and can't talk about <laughs> until it's actually released and known publicly that it was me. Then I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll talk about that. But that's that's a good mantra to have actually, because some people are the, like the moment the NDA disappears, they're immediately out there trying to arm in this. It's oh, so um, would you say that Brock is your first big lead, or have you done something else that was you could say you're your lead character in before? Uh, I've been lead characters before, like that Inked game was probably the most recent lead character. I'm the, actually the only voice in that game. Oh wow, that that's quite an honor. <laughs> but, yeah, it was pretty cool. Great guys uh, from Croatia, actually, really nice. Great music too. Uh, I highly recommend it. But Brock, I would say, was probably my biggest lead. That was five or six hours worth of audio, I want to say. So it was, wow. there's a lot of voice acting in Brock. I mean, tons. For an indie game, I'm, I'm blown away by it. Like, I can't say enough about his work ethic and his passion and everything he put into that. Like, I, that's why I took the job, because... To be honest, and I've told him this before, and other people know this, I almost didn't take the job because of the rate. But mm. his work ethic, his passion, how 
kind he was, how reasonable he was and understanding. He was just easy to work with. And I can be a little bit of a brat sometimes myself, um, <laughs> but man, he took it like a champ. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's really, that's really nice to hear. Some because sometimes you don't hear that sort of interaction, and because um, I've I've just pulled up the uh, the website for the game, is it says twenty three thousand lines of dialogue, all fully voiced. So a good couple of thousand of those must be yourself. Which is, you know, that obviously you know, lends to that. This they said the six odd hours of audio. That's that's pretty impressive. I, as I said, I've known other games with far less dialogue than than that, if, especially fully voiced audio. And um, one of the reasons why I really liked about um, Brock the Investigator is that it's a point and click. I know it's a, a brawler as well, but it is a point and click adventure game. Point and click adventure games I loved back in the mid '90s. You got stuff like Broken Sword. Uh, Secret of Monkey Island, those games I really loved. And then they kind of just faded away. And then here comes this game with a great big gator as a, um, you know, as a lead character. And it's all anthropomorphic characters. It's like, wow, this is my jam. I really, really like this. I back, I played the prologue, backed the Kickstarter pretty much instantly. Mm. And um, one of the things that really drew me to the game was yourself as Brock, you're that you had such a really distinctive voice to to Brock, which I really really liked, and it's you know I kind of can't wait to see what's past the uh, the end of the prologue, and um, just see what what's going to happen because there's such a setup to this game, you know you literally wake up in a burning house and it's like oh I'll, I'll try and save you and oh you're a liar you left me alone it's like wait what the happened here what happened here and it's clear that he's very troubled by these memories and he's trying to bring up graph as well and graph seems very sort of defensive flippant that sort of teenager i don't care about you know yeah whatever and he's trying to be a good dad to him and oh there's so there's so many layers there which i really it's like oh i'm interested and now it's like i've just got this itch to play the game <laughs> and i said one thing is just wait you're saying it's going to be it's good just wait <laughs> oh, be surprised if you liked the prologue mm. you're gonna like the full game well, that's what i said that's what that's why i backed it because i was like oh i really like this this is my jam i like the fighting mechanics I like the bit of platforming as well so it's kind of just ticking all those little retro game boxes for me mm. and of course they're all anthropomorphic characters um so I'm a member of the furry fandom. You may or may not have heard of the furry fandom, but yourself being a great big croc, you're kind of appealing. I was going to say, you're this big, handsome croc character. It's just like, yeah, I wonder if you know of the attention you're going to get, <laughs> especially when the game comes out. Yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah, I kind of came across that. A little bit already. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Me and I, I apologize for everyone else to say yes. But the, 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 we're a passionate bunch, and I think Brock is I, I is shaping up to be really, really good. And you've got, uh, as, as, as well as yourself, I said there's Michael Kovac, and there's a couple of uh, really good, solid voice actors. There's a really, really good cast. And I said I was just really taken in by yourself because please don't take this as an insult you haven't really done that much um voice acting you've done a voice over so i was really quite surprised that someone you know who hasn't got a lot of voice acting work got the lead and yet you're really really convincing it sounds like you've done this for decades i was actually quite surprised to see how young you are as well <laughs> oh that's very kind i usually don't get young people are like yeah, I'm going to need you to if I go to the store and buy something and they need my ID. Yeah, I need you to take your mask off because uh, I don't think this is the same person. What? Like, uh, you look a little older <laughs> in this picture. No, I thought you quite look quite young. Oh, it's... um. Kind. Oh, the, oh the, the, the whole mask thing. It's 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 one of those things. I, you know, mask up still, I always do. But I haven't been asked to take off for age yet. I have to, I have had to in the airport, but that goes without saying. But it well, doesn't... To be fair, I did have hair, so 
yeah. <laughs> this is probably the most hair I have at the minute. Usually I have about the same length as yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to maintain. What can I yes. say? <laughs> just just a tiny bit of shampoo, once over the towel, done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just it's just done. Okay. Um besides from working as much, do you have any other hobbies outside of a voiceover? Uh I like gardening and exercising and playing the cello play the cello so so you, you can play an instrument that's cool you don't usually hear the cello it's usually the guitar or something yes. how long have you been playing the cello not long at all so it's pretty awful oh uh, don't say when that when i was young <laughs> like in grade school in minnesota there was a orchestra program and i think it was two or three days a week at school so i was in that for like two years so you can imagine I played Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star pretty badly at the end of that. <laughs> uh, I just started again about six months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's been, I think, 20-some years, roughly. Yeah, maybe 20. It's a, so it's not like quite uh, uh, riding a bike. You have to relearn. Oh, yeah. You've got it's not like I knew much to begin with, so it oh. started from scratch. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a blast. I love it. Oh, you, you say it was an orchestra program. I know in my um, in my high school or secondary school, the um, we had this um, hearing test, or and we had I can't remember what we had to do because we had this hearing test, and if you were good at it, then they would let you be um, let you learn the violin. And I, I, it was just, just the violin. And I, I remember we all did it. I don't know why we all did it. And then it says, oh, yeah, only these people got picked for the violin. And I was like, why only the violin? It was just, oh, yeah, we'll give you lessons to learn the violin. What? <laughs> it's one of those weird things. That's a tough one to start on, too. I mean, you get some high notes on there, a little screechy. And... No, I mean, no. <laughs> after some practice, it sounds fantastic. But the first practice is probably sound a little rough. I mean, they do on the cello, and it's a lot lower, so... I was going to say the cellos are much sort of lower in tone. Oh goodness! So, did you do a lot of um, performing arts in school, or uh, you know, creative? No. <laughs> well, uh, well, I was in a couple of plays in like kindergarten and grade school. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. So you're probably Joseph in the Christmas play. Yeah. Yeah. After sixth grade, I was homeschooled, so I was. Oh, okay. Just home all the time. Yeah, my um, arts programs there. Because <laughs> uh, my um, old my older sister, her children, she's homeschooled them all now. She took them out of state schools like ages ago, and they're all homeschooled. So, um, I've always learned of from what I've always heard about homeschooling that it's just a so much better experience than being in a, a, a strict re regime of a classroom. You know, I was in just regular school constantly and i will say that my years in high school were dreadful you know because you know i don't like sports you can get this guess the rest i don't need to fill, you can fill in the blanks but oh goodness gracious but um a lot of the escapes i had were with, with video games and i did always like the ones with with voice acting and that which you know in the sort of early 90s weren't many but when you got games like for example broken sword and the shadow of the templars um, I can't remember what it was in the US. I think it was called Circle of Blood. And it had a fully voiced cast. And I really, really loved the fact that these characters were talking. It wasn't just text on the screen. It was proper, you know, speech. I always really liked that. And I kind of always secretly wanted to be part of a video game. I'd love to do a voice in, in, you know, in anything like that. You know, I say I've got a face for radio because um, I, once I like to act, I don't, I don't think much of this. <laughs> <laughs> so the... <laughs> um, you uh, you do a good job, especially with games. You you know your gestures, they're real natural. You have different facial expressions, just talking. Uh, all of that is needed with voice acting because if you just sit there and read a script, you know, just reading words, there's no emotion. You have to have it in your face. People have to hear your smile. They have to hear yeah. your eyes do different things and gesturing and moving just like you would on camera or in person that's what it is like how you would act in person on a call or conversation with someone that's all you do in a microphone 
I remember I mean, when simplifying it, but yeah. No, no, no. I get, I get you. Um, I remember when I was in, uh, I was in college. I did performing arts in college, and they used to, um, again, if I need a slightly better words, take the mic or you know the play in front of me because I used to do this with my hands a lot. I would gesture with my hands, and they used to call him Tony Blair hands, Pro, uh, Prime Minister Tony Blair, because he used to gesture with his hands a lot. But I always find it just happens. It, I just use my hands to talk and communicate. It's just a weird quirk I have. Because some people are just very rigid and they just talk like this. But I prefer throwing my hands in. <laughs> it's weird. It's one of those no, things. It makes it more lively. For sure. Because I was going to say, what, what advice would you give to someone who's looking to become a, a voiceover artist or a voice actor? Going off your own experience. Yeah. <laughs> I always send people to YouTube with two channels to watch. And if you're okay with me telling the names. I'll of course, of course. Okay. The, the, you know, uh, one of the things I'm kind of hoping with my with this series is not only talk about fun shows and this, but, but I also want to be a bit of a resource for if people want, if they're interested here's they, where they can go or have advice directly from people who are in the industry such as yourself well i will tell you how i started then sure and this is how i grew my business and got to where i am today i watched the videos from bill deweese that's the name of his channel bill deweese hours and hours of videos on how to get into the voiceover industry how to set up your studio and different things like that. And the other channel is Booth Junkies. Booth Junkies, like that. <laughs> yeah. Great resource for tech, microphone comparisons, using your, your DAW, your digital audio workstation for recording. Between those two channels, you will have hours and hours of education in this industry. And if you can't sit down and watch those videos to learn about doing this job, then you're probably not going to have the patience to last in this industry. That's what I tell people, because it is hours of videos and you have to apply what you're watching. It takes a lot of work, but it's a career change and any type of career change takes a lot of effort. But between those, I've told people that those two channels and they brush it off. They're like, oh, well, I guess they're hoping for some magic pill. But that was the magic pill. It's just a little harder to swallow. Yeah, as you said, you, you've got to put the time in. You've got to learn. You've got to see, you know, you've got, yeah, that that's really, really good advice. Because, again, there are some people out there who just think they can just walk up to a studio, audition maybe, or just get a character, make silly voices, and walk off with a fat paycheck. And it's like, it's, it's not like that. Even as someone as myself who is not in the industry, I am not. I am not a professional. I am doing this whole thing as a hobby. It's like you know. Even I know that there's just there's there's no magic solution. There's no magic pill, as you said. Sometimes someone may get lucky and suddenly they're propelled into the industry, and you know that's great for them. But that maybe happens once a blue moon. If you're just a regular person you have to work hard and you're hearing advice like what you just said it's like look there's all these hours of videos watch them this is your best source of information if people brush that off then well this the they're idiots in my personal opinion if they brush off genuine solid advice from a genuine voice actor it's like come on you asked for advice you gave it <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'll have to preface that is mainly voice over um but it translates well to voice acting. It's all the business oh, stuff and different things like that. And there is more than one way to get into this industry and do this. This is just how I did it. You know, it just could one be track. completely yeah. different from someone else. Would you say it's been fun? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there, there are times where I'm like, I'm going to quit. Like, forget this. I'm, I'm just going to go get a job. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like anything worth doing, I think most people would say they've had that experience at some point in time if they love their career. Sometimes you just feel like quitting and you just got to keep going. 
because you get what well, you get you know a bad day or you've had a, like a really bad session and you're like oh, screw this and sometimes but, yeah. you have a bad month sometimes you mm. might not book anything you know that's the scary part i don't think a lot of people talk about that as much because once you book a job and you do the job that's it that's it yeah you have to you basically have to go out and apply for other jobs a lot of people don't like applying for jobs and doing interviews, but that's literally what an audition is. You're applying for a job, you're getting interviewed, sending in your resume, every single job you do, everyone is like applying for a new job. So that uh, can be stressful. Because mm. um, I know uh, Michael Kovach and Stephen Kelly, they did mention briefly, I can't remember if you put it in the thing, but still, the um, they said that for every audition you get, you, what what people seem to forget is that of the 10, 20 auditions that you never hear back from or you just got no. And you're so for every like 30 auditions, you might get one, you might get none. And again, it's just something that just isn't talked about where you, you're probably auditioning every single day, trying to sell yourself every single day. Because mm-hmm. um, um, with me doing the show, I have sent emails out to a handful of different you know voiceover artists saying hi i'm this small channel i'd like to talk to you and this that and the other and i just don't hear anything back and and there was actually a time uh, a couple a couple of weeks ago actually because um i had nothing and i'm thinking to myself is this it is this where this ends and you know my husband's like no you've just gotta just keep trying keep pushing it and then something i got jason manoka then I got yourself and um, I've got um, another gentleman on, on Sunday, a gentleman called Ben Diskin. And so it's like, Oh, wait, hold on. I, d- I do need to keep at it. I just, I can't give up. And I think that's the general advice. You know, and you just, just don't give up. If you want to do this, do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can't give up because it's always going to be a no, if you give up and you're never going to hear a yes, unless you just keep asking. I think, it took me six months to get my first job when I first started this. Six months. So I was sending out emails for six months before I got a single thing. And throughout wow. that whole time, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. You know, sending out hundreds of emails, get replies sometimes, sometimes not. And it's discouraging at times because you'll hear other people, oh, yeah, it took me a week to get my first job or a month yeah. or, you know, sometimes it takes people longer like that's the it's weird it's a weird industry it's the wild west um you got non-union and union work in the u.s and oh i've heard about that yeah oh like it's a lot it's a lot yeah yeah because <laughs> I know is, is the way to describe it. Yeah, I, I've I've I think I've heard someone else mention it as kind of it's the 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 wild west of voice acting out there because you really do have to sort of make a name for yourself. And you talk about like union non union work. Um, you just reminded me of uh, a video game Metal Gear Solid. Now we now know today who these voice actors were, but back then because they were part of the union and it was a non union job, they had to take pseudonyms. And apparently that was quite prevalent in the, the 90s of them taking pseudonyms for like anime, video games and that. But these days, it's that's not as common, I've noticed. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I can't speak from experience on that, but mm. I've heard similar things. I think a big part of that is there's so much growth. And like we talked about earlier with all the extra videos and things coming out, indie games, people being able to make games from their home. Mm-hmm. Like there's just an influx of work. And most of that, like 90% of it, I'd say, is going to be non-union because you can't expect someone who's making video games in his house to have a budget big enough to hire union actors where no. the minimum fee for video games per sag after his contract is like $800 for the first session. So, wow. Like, and I'm okay with saying those numbers because those are on sag after I was going to say that the proper ones, yeah. Contract. Yeah, and it'll have everything listed there. Because um, I have seen some smaller um, productions, shall we say, I'm not going to name names, and it's like this character, X number of lines, and it might be like $40 mm-hmm. uh, or whichever. And it's just like, you think, it's just, well, that that's not 
a lot that might cover some food but that's not exactly um you know you, you can't you know you, that doesn't necessarily pay the rent and so it must be really tricky sometimes to try and get enough work to um keep you know keep oh keep a roof over your head yeah like and it's a lot of work i think uh that's understated it's constant work it doesn't stop ever. yeah so you have to keep going because you can't exactly just take on a single job and go well that's me done for the month it's you have to constantly keep pushing and it must be really stressful sometimes if there's if the work's not coming in you know and those bills just keep piling up so it's like it must be really difficult sometimes when you're in the the, the lull of work and you're thinking oh am i going to be able to do this that must be so stressful for you yeah it can be uh, that's where responsibility is also a huge part of voice acting if you want to do it for a job because when you get the job and you get paid you got to set aside money for taxes because mm. they're not going to take that out unless it's union work and then i think they do it not 100 percent sure on that so taxes and you have to save you can't just spend it all because you don't know when or where you're getting your next job exactly it's crazy and again some people just don't realize that there's so you have to take so much responsibility in this and it's just like oh i'm gonna be a voice actor when i you know for my career and it's just like great you can it's just you need to be prepared you need to be responsible and it's just um look you know luckily you know, everyone I, i've spoke to has been very positive everyone's like oh yeah we've been all right but i do i do worry about the sort of the mental stresses on on you guys sometimes we just have nothing coming in it's just like oh it must be so hard uh you know to you know to keep thinking oh that all oh, that bill's due am i going to be able to cover that it's so such a oh scary prospect i'll say that so you, you're all very brave people as well yeah there's an interesting you can use brave or stupid or stupid <laughs> and probably uh, more along the lines of the stupid than the brave yeah it's, it's sort of really interesting to hear sort of the, sort of the, the more uh how do i say this the, the more personal side of voice acting and how you know especially when it is your day-to-day -day work it is you know it must be again just such a pressure on you do you have any sort of particular ways of you know going on with it or is, or is it just stiff upper lip and you just work yourself through i'd like to say stiff upper lip but that's not really the case uh <laughs> i try to do my best to eat healthy and exercise regularly uh, that's a really big part of helping keep stress down uh, and try to keep working even if i don't feel like it because you're not going to get work if you don't work and if you don't work you don't eat so I, even if I don't feel like it, I still have to try and do something. And then, you know, I have my wife, she's a great support. Uh, playing the cello is really relaxing. Sometimes you just have to take time for yourself because when you work from home and you know, this is your job, sometimes it's difficult to separate that because you're like, oh, I got to do this to pay the bills. But you can only do so much before you start going insane and then that'll start to affect people around you so making sure that everything's separate like i i stop work at five basically and i'm out of the studio and if someone emails me if it's an agreement i had prior to that then i may fix it that evening if it's a rush or something like that great but if it's not it'll wait till tomorrow and that took me five years to be able five to get years. to that point, oh. to just say no. So, five o'clock, I'm out of this room. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, my housemate had a similar thing when when the lockdown hit. Um, he had to start working from home, and so he had a little corner of the living room where his work laptop was. And then, when he's like, "When I'm here, I'm at work. When I am not here, I am not at work." And it's like, it was like the other side of the room. So when he came to the other side of the living room to sit on the couch, it's like, he's home. It's not at work. So it must be similar for you. If you're in the booth, you're in work. If you're out the booth, that's it. <laughs> yep. Well, um, we're, we're coming up to an hour now. And I know you, you were personally worried that you might not be interesting, but seriously, you are. You are really, really interesting. I have found this a really honest and wonderful discussion brian honestly from from you know from the bottom of my heart thank you for taking the time today to talk to this silly fat brit 
for nearly an hour about just random stuff. And it's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Well, likewise, Alex. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I remember when I first started being interested in voice acting, I tried to reach out to other voice actors, and I never got a response. So I always try to respond whenever I see somebody asking, and especially something like this, a podcast where it can help some other people that may just want to start or somewhere to look at. Maybe they don't want to do it as a career. Maybe it's just a hobby or something to do, just somewhere to start. That was always the biggest thing for me because I just didn't know where. So hopefully something like this can help someone else out. That That's kind of my little goal. It's just, yeah, it must, it may not put myself in the industry. If it helps just one person get a start, mission accomplished personally yeah. to me. And yeah, it's, I, I love talking about shows. I, again, I am super excited for the full release of Brock the Investigator when it comes out, hopefully next year from what I've seen. And, but I also like talking about personal interest in the industry and how people have got there. So again, you've provided such a nice, deep insight into this also. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for watching or listening. If you're interested in Brock the Investigator, there's a whole free prologue available on Steam right now. It's the first chapter of the game and I really recommend that you try it out. Oh, and tell them that I sent you if you did. Please consider liking, subscribing or leaving a comment. Doing that means I can make more episodes in the future. This is Kraken, signing out.